You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. I, uh, I think we should have that theme song kind of running the whole time. <laughs> you like that? It's lofty music. It gets my head you know, I'm all dancing around my office. <laughs> Let's see it. That, that was it. Keep, oh, okay. Hey, rumor yeah. has it you will be dancing in front of a TikTok soon, Andy. Is this true? I told him I was uh, a bunch of videos yesterday, and I'm like, God bless anybody that has to watch these things, man. How did you oh, did you give us a hint of what you were um, doing the videos on? Is there like an idea behind it? Um, yeah, I said quit clicking the clowns yesterday. I was talking, and I go, I was talking anti-clicking. Uh, I go, just just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's a good click, guys. I said you're being sold. I go, you want to be a chump? I go, do you go to timeshares when you're on vacation? I go, then you're good for clicking. But I said if you don't, I said actually do your research. So. I only say clicking clowns because some websites um, that are out there, as we all know, the whole point of it is to click it so they can sell your name. And, and the more information you give it, and you think, oh, I'm getting all this good information to sell. You you have this is where okay the 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 wolf and in and uh, Goldilocks's clothing here. Okay, it's uh, I think that you have people acting in the capacity of a fiduciary. Okay, this is my biggest gripe I have with the internet. So people go to, like, for an example, something that rhymes with Willow, and they are trying to figure out, hey, what's my house worth, whatever. So now they're giving them advice on real estate. They're a broker. And in that, in my opinion, you're, you're entering into what they call fiduciary capacity as a local person. And then they send somebody out there to give you a guaranteed offer or some of these other sites. So, uh, Willow doesn't do that anymore, but uh, the other ones do. And so what happens is, you literally sit there and have a consumer that trusts you because that's all they know. They've never met a real person outside of your network. You're influencing their decisions and you're not working in a capacity that's in their best interest. You're in your company's best interest. We're giving you a cash offer. We're, we're uh, not closing the door. We're, uh, you know, and we're giving you an offer. So there, there's all those companies that are out there trying to come up with a new way to do real estate. But bottom line is this. I tell everybody, I challenge you. Go out there and talk to everybody and then sit down with a real real estate agent in today's market. You're going to sell your house super fast without any little to no effort. And you're going to net more money in your pocket. So just quit being lazy. Quit clicking the clowns. Right? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting that you say that because, you know, when you, you're going out to a listing, one of the things you check because you know the sellers are is Zillow. And just to see what their estimate is and kind of get of into the, the mind of that seller. Right. But I have found lately, because I've had uh, my clients tell me that, so I'll go on there. Obviously, Zillow knows I'm a realtor. They have my whole profile up there. I mean, it's tied to me entering in there. And if I'm going in and looking at an odd thing, such as a listing, maybe I'm going to try to list, all of a sudden, I've had other these these clients say, oh my gosh, it's so weird. It's almost like these realtors know that I'm uh, uh, listing because they've probably seen that I went and looked at it and it clicked like, okay, maybe that guy is going out to look to be able to sell that thing. 
Let's yeah. get some other people on it. And it is, it's, it's very interesting. Oh. Now what I do, I won't do it. I don't do it until afterwards. And I tell them that. I said, if I do it, you'll probably get a bunch of phone calls. Well, it's, it's, it's real simple too. Predictable analytics, man. They can, we can predict based on the clicks you have online. Google will sell us your information saying, hey, this person's been on three mortgage calculators. They've been on three different real estate sites. They're basically uh, a qualified lead. Now our ad starts popping up in front of you mysteriously when you're shopping on the internet. Weird. How, how did that real estate ad get in front of me now that I'm on, you know, I might be on Sports Illustrated or whatever website you're on and also bloop, your local real estate agent pops up on there. Everything is tracked, ladies and gentlemen. Everything is watched. Everything is monitored. And so the thing, the thing that I, I, I okay, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to start the show this way, but I'm going to. I really struggle with, Chris, the fact that our real estate association does not provide the consumer with transparent information on home values, real estate agents, and the data they're looking for. So what happens is instead of going to an authoritative figure that will give them the correct information, they're relying on outside sources where people are being sold stuff. And I think it, I think it's a shame. I think that when the real estate association sold off realtor.com to a for-profit company, um, and now they're using that name as a, as a cover to sell people or, you know, get people to sign up for stuff and basically sell again, them as a lead to a, to a real estate agent. It's a shame. It really is. I think that the whole association should reform itself and say, Hey, consumers, here's the consumer version. Come in here and, and, and we'll show you what your house is worth. We'll line you up with an agent that meets your credit. Here's shop the agents in your area. Here's all the agents, even the ones that don't want to pay for advertising. Here's the ones that are in your area that have their rankings and what they've sold and how much they've sold it for. What is their percentage of lists to ask? And I'm like, why can't the association do that? If they do that, they're going to survive. If they don't start doing stuff like that for real estate agents, for the consumer, I don't see their value position in the marketplace anymore because the word realtor, other than being a coin phrase, uh, is starting to lose its grip. Talk to a consumer that's clicked on all the clown sites and they're like, well, we're not going to a realtor. You guys charge way too much. I got an offer from Open Door yesterday for three fifty, and you're telling me my house is only worth four hundred. So obviously it'll cost me way more. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I go on a four hundred thousand dollar house if I charged you twenty four thousand dollars six percent, which I will not. You're still going to net twenty five thousand dollars more. Plus, with our marketing, we're going to be able to get so much demand on that property that you're actually going to get more. Today's market will pay more. Give you better terms, baby. I go, you don't have to settle. Quit settling for these clowns. I'm, I'm, I just get, obviously you can tell I'm passionate about it. I'm a little bit pissed, but I. You I, know I what you do, Andy? Because I've done that many times. And I said, you know what? If they, they'll give you 350, I'll give you 351. Done deal. Sign it today. Yeah. It's all and about I'll money. It, it's all about being easy. Buy it, but I'm going to make, I'm going to make 425. And I'm just telling you, <laughs> if, if you want to do that, hey, I'll do that every day of the week. Not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, amen. I tell you that that is a uh, interesting situation because, you know, Chris, I think that, you know, uh, I've, I've listened to a few people talk about this. They don't think their house is worth what they're getting anyway. So to them, it's free money. So that's why I think you're seeing a lot of consumers giving their quote, giving their equity away to, to a, a convenience um, company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, I haven't I haven't had one person take my my deal yet, though. That has done that because I, you're able to convince them just just do it. But you know what? And I've said this before. There, in the marketplace, there's there's room for that. People want to be done. They're moving on. Um, I just had you know a, a property that I was like, I'm out of here. I'm done. 
And if someone would have, before I got going on all that stuff, I would have probably done it. So forget it. You're, you can take it. And I'm a okay. realtor for God's sakes. Exactly. And then the other thing is, oh, you don't want to be inconvenienced with showings. I haven't had a house make it more than a half a day on the market in a year. What what inconvenience are you talking about? Go to the cabin for two days or go to you know work for the day. Have all your showings when you're not home. Who can, I mean, come on, guys. I should maybe go to decap at about six. I should switch over. <laughs> a comment I, I just want to make. Up. A comment I want to make on the tracking is um, I noticed this a lot with Uber. I would uh, if I wanted to go to a place, I would put it in my Google Maps to see where it is, to see the reviews. And then um, I would uh, put it in Uber and Uber was tracking my phone. So then they started raising the prices because they knew I was like about to go somewhere or I needed to go somewhere because I'd have someone next to me check their phone to see what the price is. But now if you have an iPhone, you can um, ask the apps not to track you, which I recommend to people or just use um, uh, the DuckDuckGo's or the VPNs. But it is crazy, especially with plane tickets, too. I've noticed like two, three hundred dollars in price changes if they have your cookies and whatnot. My wife, we were booking a trip to that Las Vegas. The we do uh, Remax does a big convention here in a couple weeks, and we were booking our trips. And she was going through that. She goes, "I just looked at this price, and now it's up forty dollars a ticket." You know, it's like, but they know what you're doing, and they're trying to entice you to to click and, and lock it in. So, anyway, I don't, you know, hey, technology is cool. Just understand that people are are using that information you're giving them. I think they did. Oh. Sorry to cut you off, but we're moving on to the next segment. The Super Bowl <laughs> usually means that it's uh, the start of uh, the spring season and in, in real estate, the spring market. Oh, let's cut him off, Chris. Yeah, I know. Let's see. <laughs> I think he uh, liked it. But yeah, it typically does. Um, a lot of people talk about after the Super Bowl is the spring season. Uh, is the spring season for uh, real estate. And obviously it doesn't look a lot like spring right now, but um, it typically that's when it, things start getting going. People are, um, it's almost like it's it's moving, and it's probably not, uh, but it's moving from football to baseball. And uh, baseball is spring and summer. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't look like that's going to happen this year, at least for a little while. Baseball, have you, do you even know that, Andy? That baseball I, yeah. hasn't got a contract? Yeah, I had a couple of my guys we were talking about when we were we were going to be down in uh, Fort Myers, and they're like, "Well, there's no spring training. There's no," and it's like, or, or whatever. And that's a big thing down in Florida. A lot of people go down there to be able to enjoy that, and in Arizona. But anyways, <coughs> spring market. Um, I don't think it's a lot different. You know, typically we'll get more houses on the market. Hopefully, we do. Uh, that tends to help out the market a little better. It gives the buyers a little more hope that mm -hmm. there's more stuff coming on. I have been seeing more stuff enter the market, but I'm also seeing it go as fast as it comes on. And I've really been uh, in on the luxury market. And it's that's that's been like crazy. People are just yeah. grabbing stuff that there's no way some of that well, stuff is worth it. You know, Chris, there's, there's a, a strategy I was listening to the other day, uh, an economist talking about how to hedge against like inflation, which we're, heading into hyper crazy, you know, 80s kind of inflation here again. And which means rates are going to start, you know, but they say the best way to hedge against inflation is by owning a house. And so when you own, 
when you own a, oh there yeah so when you own a house you hedge against it by having your payment locked in at a lower percentage and then um what's happening is is that you're holding that asset the asset during inflationary times will start you know going up 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 in value same thing with rents rents will keep going up with inflation and you're locked in down here it's probably one of the safest soundest things you can do for your family is to lock in and and you know put yourself in a position of power so your dollars can go farther because other things you know, all of a sudden, if, you know, milk's $10 a gallon um, and you have a bunch of kids, you're, you'd rather feed the kids and, you know, pay that interest payment, you know, or rent. No, no, it's true. And I think the the people with money that understand how money works are are grabbing stuff right now. There are a lot of people that are looking for things to be able to uh, purchase. But um, some of it, when you, you think about that, you think about investments to, you know, hold on or to flip and turn. But um, I'm in the I'm in the middle of one right now, and it's a very big one that I'm doing. And all of the prices have are just soaring right now, and so now it's trying to, you know, figure out how to heck to kind of try to keep this thing somewhat manageable, yet still get it done. And um, but it it might be something that I'm just going to move into, finish mm -hmm. most of it, and then maybe wait it out just a little bit. We saw or we're seeing last year, I think it spiked uh, May of 2021, the lumber as they got. And then they came really way down. And now it looks like they've uh, right back to where they were. And they're all 20, um, geez, 20, 25% uh, more again. And it's just, it's just kind of crazy. Um, it, well, uh, you know, I got to be honest with you. I feel like, you know, everybody that's in that segment is a bunch of little piglets around the trough. And they're all just getting fat and, and they're, you know, taking full advantage of this marketplace. And I, I hate to say it, but, you know, that that uh, that isn't going to last. I mean, it, it gets to a point of where, you know, honestly, if if you're a laborer, you deserve to earn a fair wage. If not, and if you're a really hard worker, you, you can earn more. But you get to a point of where you're like, OK, how much is a framer actually worth before I decide to take his job or her job away and automate this? And now I'm going to go to a panel plant where everything's made in a panel. And, and then at that point you get, because here's what's going to happen, guys. You don't, you don't understand this if you haven't studied this before. They will replace you. They will figure out, right now they're figuring out a way to get rid of lumber. They're figuring out a way to get rid of labor. They're figuring out a way to, you know, you talk about these 3D printer houses that, you know, maybe not Minnesota, but in other states, they're saying, hey, this now at these kind of prices, now we can afford to compete. And now you just screwed yourself because now with all these extra, you know, eight and nine and 12% raises you just gave yourself because you want to because you're tired of working so hard, which I get it. But here's the problem. You'll make yourself not attractive in the marketplace or you may not become the only go to. And now there'll be other competitors that will come in because the prices are so lucrative. And so then delusion will hit. And then, you know, it dilutes itself out and delusion. <laughs> It'll dilute itself out. And and then all of a sudden you're back to where you started. So I always say you're better off doing a steady, fair, you know, price increase with inflation. But who knows? I've had real luck with the actual labor of it. A lot of people want to work and uh, being a little more competitive on that price. And I mean, it's almost that's kind of what's happening is that you got to kind of get it competitively from the labor because the materials are costing so much. Yeah. So it'll be interesting yep. to see how that goes. Well, I mean, since Jason, hey, weren't they? Oh, I was saying, weren't they saying that by? Oh, 
<laughs> we're lagging. Weren't they saying by the summer the lumber prices were going to go down, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere they're shooting back up again? Why is that? Yeah, I know. They're, but that what I've heard is that they're going to come back down, you know, after. They're going to hit a peak here, uh, like, real soon, and then they're going to start coming back down again in April, May. So that would be uh, a really nice, nice thing to be able to happen. But I mean, I've got uh, three people ready to sign contracts right now. Mm -hmm. And all of them are deciding, hey, maybe we should just hang on a little tight. You know, now it's like I have to extend my rental. You know, well, I'm not going to sell my house quite yet. The good thing is, is that what people have seen that their houses are going up as well. Yep. So it's kind of one of those things that, you know, do you want to get in and and be in a house and just move on? It's going to cost you a hundred, two hundred thousand more. Yeah. A lot of people are making that decision to say, "Yeah, let's just do it, get it done." Well, you know, just like any other inflationary time, I mean, people that like things, you know, toys and snowmobiles and four wheelers and all that stuff, just climbing like crazy. So holding on to some of that stuff isn't a bad investment right now. Versus in the old days, we used to tell you, "Get rid of that; it's depreciating assets going down." And Nowadays, you buy a golf cart and the golf cart sells for almost more than what you paid for it three years ago because supply, demand, um, inflation's hitting everything. So, you know, housing's kind of the same thing. So as housing is starting to creep up a little bit, um, I think everybody's just trying to get their share of what, what's happening in the marketplace. But on the other hand, like I said, when you start looking at a 3,000 square foot house running 750,000 in a normal suburban rate, neighborhood in Minneapolis, the math just doesn't work. You got to have two people that have exceptional jobs even with good rates, and then rates now are starting to jump. So what will happen is that price point will hit a, a ceiling here where people won't go above, like let's say it's 750 And I know it sounds crazy to a lot of people that are not in that price range, but that's a new construction, probably seven seven fifty is a very average uh, build for us right now. And then with rates starting to jump and climb, I mean, the Fed just said, you know, there's a difference between interest rates and mortgage rates, okay, first of all. But mortgage rates last week jumped. And all of a sudden, they're over 4%. They've been bouncing around a little bit, but it's getting to that point of where now the Fed is saying on the interest rate, not just the mortgage rate, they're talking about being comfortable with raising it, not a quarter point, not a half a point, a full point. That's insane. That that will Now you're going to see markets change. Now when the mortgage and the interest rates are, it, good time to lock in now, get going now, don't wait. If you're going to buy and you're going to finance, I suggest you get going quick. Agree. That's the positive spin on that. Yeah, exactly. Not the whole it's, world. That's the world. Yeah, the sky's falling. <laughs> What's next, Mr. Poland? You know what this is called? One hard pill to swallow. Um, could you play that again, please? <laughs> you know what this is called? One hard pill to swallow. Plateauing versus crashing. Um, I, I I guess I tend to agree more with that than crashing for sure. Plateauing versus crashing just because everyone's got way too much equity in it and people aren't mm -hmm. going to lose their places. And, but you never know. I mean, if Andy's $10 a gallon milk happens, you know, that would be a, that would be a problem uh, for a lot of people. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's uh, uh I hope that's the case. It's just plateauing and hopefully they get this figured out pretty quick and people are like, you know, no more of this crap.
Yeah. Well, I don't think anything's going to change with the human desire. People want nice things. People work hard. They they want to have nice homes. They want to have a nice place to raise their kids, their fit, whatever. So that desire won't change. What will happen is, is accessibility will change. As, as rates go up, if you're, again, attaining financing to buy a property, as that payment goes up, 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 you still can afford what you can afford. If your job only goes up this fast, but inflation is going up this fast, this is where the power of money um, and inflation, you got to get it working for you. So when you lock your money in, then it goes with inflation, right? If you don't lock it in and you're just floating, inflation keeps going up and you're just floating down here. So the idea there is to hedge against it is to lock in and buy something today. Um, even if the rates go up to 6%, it's going to be better than you know 10% inflation. You make 4% on your house a year um, off of money that you don't even own, right? You're, that you've already borrowed. So that's that's a good problem. A good, very good problem. Oh, good point. That's go, good. Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your This is Little funny fun. because it's going the Super Bowl halftime show with 50 Cent. Yeah. So that's what he was uh, kind of doing. I was so confused, by the way, I was so confused at halftime with that, where he, I was like, I was watching, I was bobbing along, you know, going, oh, this is kind of fun. And then all of a sudden, he's upside down, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I I didn't I didn't get to see the halftime show. I was, I was really, Sun Country was really nice to me and decided to cancel a flight and never say anything. So I had to rent a car from Nashville and drive back, and I got to miss that part, so. Why were you in Nashville again? Yeah. What's that? You, uh, doing a demo CD or what were you doing down there? Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, you ever been to Nashville? First of all, it's really just grown in the last five to seven years. And second of all, that whole music row where all the, uh, where they record music and stuff like that. Have you ever been down there? I have years ago, but I've heard it's like the bachelorette capital of the world. Every oh, bachelorette yeah. party goes there to party for the weekend. Number one. And there was a lot of them there. But the crazy thing about Music Row, and the real estate's got to be going crazy there, but Music Row is just, it's a neighborhood. And what happened was it was kind of close to the studios. And then once the market went down, the studios just started buying up that area. And then they just turned these houses into recording studios. So it looks oh, like yeah. you're just going through a neighborhood and you're like, that's a recording studio? I mean, it's just, it's really, it's very interesting. That one really surprised me. But um so back to that uh, Super Bowl show, and uh, who was it? Fifty Cent, or it was yeah. upside down. Okay. Yeah, they did. They did. It looked like a big Barbie doll house they were singing on, and they'd go from side to side so they could switch the acts. And when they went around to the back side of the thing, all of a sudden he's hanging like a bat upside down, and <laughs> in like a, it looked like a room, uh, whatever. And all of a sudden he starts singing a song, and you're like, oh my god, that's Fifty Cent. And then he flips over. Everyone's making fun of him because when he's hanging upside down, he's like this. You know, it's, it was actually kind of funny. But getting, I, I guess the the other part of that was talking about getting your client's offer accepted. And yeah. that is, I mean, some of the relief of these buyer's agents when it happens. Um, we've had five of them here that have sold uh, fairly quick and all had multiple offers. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a tale of two worlds because people are just, distraught what did we do wrong what what could we have done could we can we still get it and then other people are just like ecstatic so it's just kind of it's it's a it's a it's a tough uh side to be on because there's a lot of agents that just 
are, are losing and losing and they're just jumping on houses and and it's I mean just I I kind of like it the old way I do I kind of like it a little more um consistent yeah. and yeah and crazy and and but it's just like you were talking about with the the 3d printers you know you got to come up with different ways in which to do things to be able to kind of get this stuff um you know if, if you're in this type of market well how do I how do I capture emotion and to drive that price the most we can and get it for our clients and you know and then if it's it's a bad market you know what else are we going to do to be able to try to get people in there and that's kind of the fun thing for me actually for the real estate part of it so yeah you know but i mean it was kind of like when this whole minimum wage thing was hitting minneapolis and there was you know everybody was concerned about that and then they were talking about how waiters or waitresses are going to be replaced by having the computer screen at the uh at the table and there are a few restaurants that i've seen as i've traveled over the years where they do have that and what's kind of cool is like some of these smaller places are also doing where you click on the item and it shows the chef actually making it showing you what they do to make that that uh, dish and all of a sudden you're you're like you're you're pulled into the story a little bit right there's more to it then and then you're like well hey uh mr mr waiter over here he sells our number one dish. He always sells our specials. He sells our whatever. But so can that screen. And as people become more comfortable with not talking to each other and become more comfortable with looking at a screen and a video and a review online, that they, at least for now, eventually credibility will be blown when they say, oh, there's it's a five-star review and, and the dish isn't delicious. You know, they're going to be like, well, this was a one-star for me. But until that curve happens, um, there currently is credibility with that. And so same thing with labor, same thing with whatever. The more you push it, the more it's going to force innovation, which is probably good for the consumer. Because at the end of the day, even though it's bad for the laborer, it eventually will be good for the consumer to get a better product, maybe more innovative, energy efficient, um, better price. Hey, this next one, I really want to know if you guys think this is a good marketing idea. Here's three reasons why you should buy this home. Number one, location, location, location. Minutes, Discover Town Center, 401, and public transit. Number two, this unit has two bedrooms, two full washrooms, and a den overlooking the balcony with an amazing view. And number three, we have a 24-hour security room, party room, weights room, and many more. Now that you know the three reasons, will you be the next homeowner? Because... Yeah, that, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's very to the point. Yeah, I think what the, they could have been a little better uh, on how they explained. It, it was kind of uh, blah. But so, Chris, you think like what I'm switching. thinking? Yeah, like, instead of talk about security, show the security. Instead yeah. of talking about the view, show the view. Instead of talking about the bathroom, show the bathroom. You know what I mean? It's like those are the things that the the visuals are a lot of times what people fall in love with like i say online they they click 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 and they're eliminating things if you've got a cool photo like a i would say we're looking for eye candy in your house like what is that one thing that's going to get people clicking and then we can monitor that and say oh my gosh look at everybody's clicking on this then we run your ads based on that and then that's what draws people in um you could you could be like security and kind of trying to get through the door and yeah. you can't get in. <laughs> show us out there let us in do, do a cannonball in the swimming pool, you know, be drinking in the party room, things like that. There are that. no guys like this in the pool. All of a sudden, whoop. <laughs> it, it, was kinda, 
it was kind of interesting because it didn't really focus on the home or nothing. It was about the agents almost. It was yeah. just them talking in their faces. You didn't see anything of the place they're selling. Well, here's here's reason number two. It's three bedrooms, two baths, two car garage with a nice view, with a nice this. And I'm like, that's that's 17 reasons. I mean, there's it's not like it, it's priced yeah. right. Boy, we're the wrong people to show this to. We're just gonna I, I rip think on we're people. Little, we're getting persnickety. We yeah. uh, and we don't we don't have anything to throw out there. All I keep thinking about every time I watch these videos is how I'm gonna get Andy to do these. I can't wait. This is stuff, stuff, but it tastes yeah. good when it's put out together. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Onions, garlic. Onions, garlic, celery, balsamic vinegar, tomato paste. That's a big word for Elmo. I'd go right past that one. Yep, I uh, gotta be honest with you. I'm not signing a contract with her. I uh... that voice alone, but I mean, what I think she was trying to get to is that there is other expenses that uh, are involved right. in uh, purchasing a house that you know some people don't know and some some upfront things. A lot of people think when you're buying a house, it all comes at the end, but that's not necessarily true. Typically, you got to pay for your credit report, credit reports, appraisals, inspections that you typically have to get done. Sometimes you have to pay off credit cards and, and student loans and things like that. So a lot of your money uh, can come out even prior to closing. And the big one is probably earnest money that you pay up front. So. Correct. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills, skills I've acquired over a very long career. I love that one. Yeah, because I totally—I mean, that's taken, obviously. <laughs> I, I'm so—I'm such an old fart, though. I sit there and I want to pause the screen so I can read, and yeah. and I don't want to just listen. I want to read everything too, and so I get—I get confused on what to look at. That's why I like to look at these videos a couple times. But maybe that's maybe that's the the key. Well, that's that's the thing. What they keep saying, I mean, on these reels, is that what they want you to do is replay it and keep replaying it, mm -hmm. because th is that more click stick or is that just? Um, one person seeing the same thing, or is it like, no, I yeah, more views, five times. more views. You get more views from that. That guy is like one of the best real estate agents on Instagram Reels. I've probably shown you guys eight of his videos already. Like he takes those concepts and yeah. and rolls with them, and they always pop up on the feed now. Like he's doing pretty well. Hmm. Nice, interesting. Think there's days where I feel like I know it all and then I wake up the next morning and I'm like wait none of that makes sense and then later I'll feel like oh wait it's all clicking and then it's not I, I'm, I'm gonna give her some sad some sad news I've been in it 32 years now this is my 32nd year and it doesn't stop that's exactly yeah. the thing that happens and it's so interesting and I don't know if it happens to you Andy but it, it usually just piles on Typically, we don't have a lot of, we kind of got a good system, but all of a sudden, it's weird things that you can't control all of a sudden come into play. Yeah. Lately, yeah. it's been appraisals. It's, I mean, yes. I've never, I haven't had a problem with an appraisal yet. And now everyone's trying to be tough, tough guy appraiser, tough girl appraiser. And it's mm -hmm. just like, are you kidding me? I mean, and, and you explain it and you try to tell them and it's just, it's, I don't know. I, I get. No, uh, you're right though. There's always, there's there's always something new to give attention to. Um, there's It's always moving, right? There's always a moving attention spot for the industry. And I think that, that's a good thing, though. As, as houses go up, 
they go down, they go sideways, they go this way, they go, you know, and, and trends like right now, I, I catch myself saying it more and more like, hey, the market right now is very forgiving with, you know, doing home improvements. A year ago, I was telling everybody, you have to get this painted. You have to get the carpet done. And now it's like, I don't think it matters sometimes. I mean, it, it is a, there's so many people that will still pay you above asking price. They're putting an extra 10 grand into that house before you sell it. I don't know if you're going to get more anymore. And so again, the, the, so I always kind of get a kick too when people are like, well, my buddy sold the house two years ago and this is what he told me to do. And I go, if you haven't sold a house in two weeks, you don't know what's going on. I mean, this market is move, 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 change, 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 you know, always, you know, moving around. So it's interesting you say that, Andy, because I was in a house the other day and we're, I mean, it's a, I sold other places for these people and it's, it's a, it's a small condo and it, it needs, I mean, it was lived in for 30 years with no improvements. And so, and and the carpet's in really rough shape, but they just don't want to replace the carpet. And Mm -hmm. two even a year ago, I would have been like, you have to, I'll pay for it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we'll get it back afterwards. But now I'm kind of like, well, let's try it. I mean, the, the biggest thing for me that I'm trying to do now is get the photographer to be able to kind of keep that that image out of it at now. <laughs> so it doesn't sway people from going in to look at it, but we're going to be aggressive in pricing it. Wait, wait, here at this price, Andy, 99.9. Yeah, you you, uh, you spend more on your uh, on your cars than that, buddy. Yeah, did you? I don't. It's a so ninety nine nine is one's coming on. So this would it could be interesting to see what uh, we do. But it, again, it, it has to get. There's going to be a lot of people that go into there that you know have thirty five hundred dollars to be able to put down. That's all they can use, and it's not going to work for them. But as long as it, it it can push the other people that can do it is is the whole key, and then hopefully you know, that, that price shoots up quite a bit. Yeah. 99.9. Well, good luck to you with that. That's a big price tag for you, buddy. I know. I kind of like it. Should be fun. What are you waiting for? Hey, I have a, I had a clip that didn't get loaded, but it is about that. What you were just talking about here it is. She don't see us. You see me? Yeah. Yes, I see you. You see me? <laughs> that is my new favorite uh, clip. <laughs> I love that, it. What a, what a crazy Andy, some, some of those looked like you without your green screen behind you. You know how you were kind of disappeared stuff? Yeah. I think that's what it was. There you go. <laughs> but anyways, that uh, I think that one, that is kind of interesting. And I, I, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe what they're trying to show is that, you know, on the walkthrough, there might be some things hiding from you that maybe maybe you don't see. And you just got to be yeah. prepared for that. If you're not buying a brand new house, I mean, that's a house is used and it's lived in and you're going to come up with that. And I think a lot of people move in now thinking it has to be absolutely perfect because they outpaid somebody. But that was their choice in which to do that. And somebody's eventually going to get stuck with that. Fix it. You know what I mean? It's like the yeah. e- even if you buy it and you bought it to flip it or you're a cash investor, you bought it for cash. And then the next person's going to buy it. Somebody's got to eventually fix the repair or the house starts falling down. And yeah. so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. 
Uh, here we go. Going into our main segment of the show, spring selling tips. The first one is adding color, dealing with the snow. Yeah, obviously everything's a little dull right now and to try to get some color. So that's that's fake flowers trying yep. to do. Sometimes you can use some um, greens and needles and stuff like that to be able to put into yep. flower boxes. Yep. Um, but just getting some sort of color on the outside, then I think too, I mean, when you talk about dealing with snow, um, it, we're probably getting to that, but you have to have it cleaned up. If you have ice areas and there's an old uh, a gutter that goes down and, and makes a nice little uh, ice strip on your sidewalk, that's not something really that you want to show. Correct. I agree. I think that, you know, adding a little color um, on the exterior, like you said, through using, um, you know, shrubbery, pots, you know, artistic stuff, kind of fun elements to, to grab people's attention. But remember this too, guys. I mean, inside the house, that color is something that, you know, carry some, you know, if you have a four season porch or you have an accent wall, I mean, I'm actually seeing a lot of wallpaper coming back guys on one wall and yep, they're buying it on Amazon. It's a stick on stuff and they're, and you know, I'm seeing it quite a bit actually, or on the back wall of a half bath. And you know, it's the stick on peel off. So it's easy to put on, easy to put off. You don't have to be an expert to remove it. Um, and, and that accent of color is kind of fun. And then you can have some fun with maybe replacing your faucets in your bathroom, for example, and having, you know, the accent of that color or the, the new, you know, brushed, uh, gold or whatever you like, um, kind of a thing. And then it, it I don't know, I can pull it all together and create a little bit of interest and, and then you'll stick out. But again, this comes back to, you know, if the market changes, those are things I would highly recommend that we do, you know, where to stick out right now, you stick out just cause you're for sale. Cause there's nothing else to even look at. So you don't like it too bad. Somebody else will. I was just uh, telling Nick when I first came on this morning uh, before we, we get went live. And I said, you know, I, I was trying to find a place to kind of like where I could put my head and cause I'm at my house, but I look at it and I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. That You need some color. Look at this. I mean, yep. it's, it's gray, it's gray and white and, uh, you need, you need something to kind of liven it up. And now, but you have to also watch that when you take photos. Now, what my house is like is a perfect photo house because it's not going to, it's going to let you see the details and not screw you up with um, colors. But now when you bring people in here, you need them to feel like it's a home, not a cavern kind of thing. Your house would be perfect for that big, beautiful uh, flower bouquet, you know, bouquet or whatever in the kitchen or, you know what I mean? That's where all of a sudden those little accents, those special little touches make a make a big what, difference. There you go. What about my oranges and a banana? Does that work? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's the only color I got, I think. So anyway. Yeah, no, I'm saying like if we were putting your house up for sale from a last right. second staging, turning on all the lights, putting the flowers up, having the, um, you know, those kind of little soft touches that add that color. And then what's cool is that then that, that like if you have a very colorful home and you put a, uh, a bouquet of flowers in there, the bouquet will blend in. You won't even notice it versus yeah. a house like yours where there's, you know, your doors are accents, your countertops are accents, your floors are accents. And then also you have a nice um, staging prop um, that that can also be achieved with that. Yep. Get some greens and stuff. So, yeah, getting color is a big thing. Hey, getting uh, greens, like you said, is very popular popular with the millennials and people in my generation, like house plants. I mean, it seems like every person has that now. They're decking their place out with uh, with foresty colors. 
Well, forests are, uh, I think forests sometimes become a little too much. I, I've gone in houses and the, I mean, there's, there's branches all over the walls and stuff. And it's like, all right, that's, that's a little too much, but green, green is coming back by the way. Yeah. We, we have told. a house, we have a house, my wife and I go by in Champlain that, um, on uh, cartway road and, and God bless them. If they listen to the podcast, um, we drive by there and there are so many plants and all the windows in this house. And there's all these lamps lighting up all the plants that I literally, I like I drive by and almost hit the snowbank every time I'm driving by trying to see if there's anybody in the house, like alive walking around or <laughs> just the take it over by plants. Yeah. Garage cleaning. I think garage is a, a big thing. And number one, if you go into it, it's super cold. Uh, that's a problem in the winter. You start making them think, uh, if it's warm, it's really good. And then the other part is, is typically you, it's very dirty. It gets very dirty in the winter yeah. from your tires and stuff. And so really important to have that garage floor cleaned. So it, it just doesn't give them that thought like, oh my gosh, I'd have to deal with that. You know, and if you don't let them think about it, they won't think about it. They're thinking about other things. They're thinking about, gosh, there's three bedrooms. Susie will be in this one. Bobby will be in this one. They don't think about, well, gosh, that garage looks really clean. There's no way. I mean, I think our tires would really mess this up, and they don't think that way. They just want to see it like, oh, my gosh, look at that garage. It's huge. Yeah. And they don't it, – it just kind of hits them in a different – Yeah, some people literally do that. They pop their head out the door. They look, and they say, oh, that's a nice garage, and then they go back in the house. Then I get the other guy that brings his shoes from the entryway of the house, walks through the whole house, puts his shoes back on so he can walk around the garage. And then that buyer, you you know, if you have the floor epoxied, if you have the, you know, the really cool custom, you know, hardware, like you see, like in this picture, the bike shop at the ceiling, some of these new um, hardware um, items that are, you know, uh, pneumatic or are, are uh, electric wench or whatever cool stuff, have that stuff hanging halfway down, have it where they want to go out there and play with it, um, have the garage at 65 degrees so they're not even chilly and have that floor scrubbed up so it looks like it's uh, inside your house. Yeah, and Andy, the most important thing about the garage is those first two steps into the garage. And if you can, a lot of people, what they like to do with their garage is that they like everything real close so they don't have to go into the garage in the winter. And so there's shoes over there or a coat hanging over there or the garbage can. And you have to get that stuff away. You got to be able to come in and make it feel big yeah. and just get it away from that service door. Agreed. Thank you, Andy. I'm glad you agree. More competition uh, with the spring, obviously it becomes more uh, competition. And yeah, like we're hoping that it does. It hasn't happened for uh, two years now. Well, when did COVID start? I don't even know anymore. Was it in 20? I'm sorry, what is that? Yeah, it was in 20 because my yeah. daughter got stiffed her senior year. Oh, I'm not bitter, but don't worry. Um, so did mine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it. uh well, I think the next year did too. But anyways, that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, or no, they're coming. They're, they're this year, but whatever. Yeah, I, it uh, it's so frustrating. But it is 100% uh, true that typically you have more competition. Mm -hmm. And people don't typically, unless we have a market like we do now, is just go look at one house and they're going to compare it to other houses. So you are competing right. against other people. Well, and our industry is so dramatic. I mean, it's, you know, 23% or 22% of the national gross domestic product or whatever they call it gdp and so you have everybody has their thumb on it and either there's not enough competition or there's too much competition 
And now with all the competition, house prices are going down or house prices are going up. And it's, it's always something dramatic. So here's the deal. If you're selling your house and there's a few other houses for sale, you have to be smart. You have to be the nicest house or the prettiest house at the, at the most attractive price. You sell it first out of the three. Simple economics, right? On the other hand, if there's nobody for sale, you probably don't have to worry as much about, you know, if you're if you're the only guy at the dance and you're missing a front tooth, nobody's really going to care because it's uh, you're the only guy at the dance. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Uh, that one embarrassed me a little bit. I shouldn't say that because there's a lot of nice people without front teeth. <laughs> Hey, don't worry. It's on social media. It's not a big deal. No one will ever hear it again. Yeah. Only only 9,000 people a week seem to see this. <laughs> exactly. It's only, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. What do we got here? Um, I didn't know there was a reading. Quiz time. Uh, we're going to go uh -oh. Chris, Chris first, then Andy. The answers get checked uh, right away. So what do you got for this first answer? Andy, did he tell you about this? Nope. This is pop yeah, quiz, bro. Me neither. Insurance companies not willing to deal directly with borrowers usually pay a loan servicing and prep fee and make real estate mortgages loans to purchase indirectly through. Oh, wow. What? Um, insurance companies not willing to deal directly with borrowers. I, I've, I've never, this is, this is crazy. I'm going to go just cause I, I don't know. I'm going to just say savings and loan associations because the other ones don't fit. Mortgage companies. Incorrect. Okay, good. Good start. That's a we're, good start. Uh, we're really trying to show the viewer and listeners here how smart we are. Not. Yeah. Well, we're not smart. We're just entertaining Andy. Yeah. 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 Hi, Andy. Here we go. Past thirty years, the Stone family's operated a neighborhood grocery store. Last week, the city council passed a zoning ordinance that prohibits packaged food sales in the area where the Stones grocery store is located. The store is now an example of um, is now an example of its a variance in zoning laws. A uh, be a non-conforming use. Yep, he's gonna be right, little devil. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> He's winning. All right. One a for the Polish. A mortgage company makes a number of loans to be assembled into one package and sold to permanent investors. This process is an example of interim financing. The This process is an example of interim financing to the mortgage company, and it's called uh, warehousing. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. One for the Irish. <laughs> Here, here's the the Polish man. Here, go for it. Okay, the Rose family owns a home in a semi-rural area, which is about five years old. Recently announced plans for a new regional airport will place their home directly in line with a main runway that ends one mile before their home. If the airport is constructed, constructed, will this diminish the value of the Rose home? Hell yeah. Um, yes, because functional obsolescence. Yes, because of economic obsolescence. Functional. Uh, I'll go with number two. Functional obsolescence. Yeah. Okay. 
economic. I would have been okay. guessing between those two as well. Yeah, so, I didn't understand. I guess functional. Like I'm thinking like noise and stuff. I was thinking functional, not ec economic. Of course, the pricing is going to go down. Maybe the house is not. The house is still functional, but the because planes are going over your the price is going to go down. Maybe is what they mean. Try to do a podcast with that, guys. Try to do a podcast. Yeah. All right. In order to be valid, all exclusive listings must include a definite date of expiration, a forfeiture clause, an automatic renewal clause, permission for the listing broker to appoint sub agents. Oh boy. Well, I know it's not two or three. A point sub agents now. It's one. Expiration date. Two for the Irish. <laughs> All right. Uh, the primary purpose of truth and lending is to control interest rates on behalf of the consumer, control the true cost to close a transaction, disclose the true cost of obtaining credit, Disclose true cost of only FHA loan. Um, I'm going to guess uh, truth in housing is a, to control the true cost to close a transaction. I agree. Number two. What? What? Of obtaining credit. Oh, so getting a loan. That's a trick question. Man, those Polish guys are getting lending. kicked oh, in the God. shins. And then, and then the guy in Poland is taunting us up there saying about the lending yeah. thing. Look make sure you make sure to make us look really stupid, Nick. <laughs> Great job, buddy. It happens. All right, yeah, the total, well, we, do, we do it to ourselves. The total collection of rights which may be claimed by private ownership is best. What is this? Is this Poland law? The total collection of rights which may be claimed by private ownership is best described as the bundle of rights, freehold, fee simple, and estate. Okay. The total collection of rights by private ownership. I think fee simple. I think fee I'm wrong. Simple? Yep. Yeah, Andy was pointed number one. Did, oh, was he? I didn't. I wasn't looking at him. I'm. I'm trying to concentrate on these. Uh, we have integrity, Nick. We're trying to be honest here. All right, we got two more. Two more. Oh, great! The recording of an instrument gives. Um, the recording of an instrument gives. That's like a guitar or violin, I'm sure. Legal notice. I know this one. Is it legal notice? Same thing. I'm going with four. Uh, yeah, Nick, you pick your dad or me, man. Wait, would you pick? Oh my legal God. Notice? Don't do me. That's Andy's question. Yeah. He's, he, Constructive notice. We're both wrong. Both wrong. <laughs> what in the heck is going on? Hey, this is this. These ain't even questions. Yeah, these aren't even. This isn't even in English. Well, look at this one. Look what I got. This is the freehold estates include freehold estates. Um, I mean, to anyone, let me see anyone get this one. Uh, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Freehold estates. Uh, freehold estates. I'm going with uh, life estates. Seems right. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
Yeah, baby. That's a total guess. That well, no you know, if you're looking for a real estate agent that gets, you know, 40% correct, we are your guys. We, we. We're good. We are yeah, good. Nick. We're good. I mean, well, you can't take, you can't take real estate from Brazil and think we know it. Yeah. Jeez. We'll we get him back, Andy. We got a comment on Facebook. Oh, Ludwig. Oh, he's he's mad at me from last week. I, I still have to call him back. He said, Rudy, do next week's show from your mobile office. I think he's he's correct. I'm gonna I am gonna be on the road probably next Friday. Um, but maybe I will. I'll do it. I'll do it from there. Where uh, you're where, going, can I where you're going? I'll probably see you, Mr. Ludwig, too. I'm gonna be out in that area. I'll stop by your place for sure if you're gonna be in Arizona. I've right, got a question for Andy here. Um what is a certified closing promise? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're having a rough day. I uh, I should again. I uh, should have uh, ate my. What do they say? Your Wheaties or something? I've no, a certified closing promise. Um, I think that sounds like something that a, a company would assign. Chris, you know what that is? I think I think that. it is a marketing thing. Yeah. And so maybe it's stating that kind of like Alaris does, the mortgage company, that if they don't, if they don't close on time, that they'll give you ten thousand dollars. They'll give it to the seller because right. they've done their work and stuff. So if for some reason there's something, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you guys got some backup in the comments. <laughs> Eric, if I could kiss you, brother. Way to go, Eric. Eric. Eric's the coolest dude in Ramsey. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Just for the audio He's listeners from experience. Pretty good guy too. He, uh, I saw some pictures recently. He took his uh, girlfriend out on a date, and he was all fancy. And I'm like, "You guys look good cleaned up." <laughs> he comments back, you know, it's pretty good. So those yeah, guys are Nick, fantastic. Nick, get this for our audio listeners. Get this on on the record. What he said. From experience, yeah. this test does not show the true knowledge of these two individuals. Again, Eric for president. <laughs> Thank you. You represent us, Eric. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, another fun episode. Make sure to give us a review on iTunes. You can now review us on Spotify or our Facebook page. We post three digestible clips every week on it. Give us likes, give us thumbs up, and have a wonderful day. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.